Welcome to the Messy Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Morris, life coach for artists and musicians. I will help you manage your schedule and your mind so you can create more and work less. Let's go. All right. Welcome, Tiffany, to the podcast. Thanks so much for being on. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay. My name is Tiffany. I am an artist, a singer, songwriter, um, poet, hypnotherapist, life coach. I am passionate about many things. I'm just a creative individual. And so I have a business called Mellow Vibes where I have like everything that I love there, which is like the sessions to to do hypnotherapy and coaching. And I have um, just talks that I do and just travel stories. Um, Literally everything that I love is in that space. And so my purpose with that is just um, to help inspire people to live their best lives and do the things that they're passionate about and be authentic. And so really that's, that's where I'm at. It was a long journey to get there and um, I'm here. So I just help people to get to that space as well. Amazing. I love it. How did you, I don't know much about hypnotherapy. Like how did you get involved with that and how do you meld that with your coaching? Um, well, hypnotherapy, how did I get involved? Well, I started doing hypnosis when I was around 12 and um, just learning it for myself, um, which was super um, important uh, with uh, getting me out there in my other passions. So uh, I was always a super shy person, very introverted, but I always loved singing. I've been writing since I was eight years old and and I've always uh, wanted to do stuff, but I had like, you know, stage fright and all this stuff. So I would make hip, uh, hypnosis tapes for myself. Um, that's how I ended up auditioning for, for different things in high school was me doing hypnosis tapes. <laughs> and so, um, and just like random stuff, like asking a guy for his number, I would do a hypnosis tape. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, um, so that kind of just came back up um for me maybe a year and a half two years ago where I was like oh yeah this is a thing that I do and I should (laughs) I should probably like do that again I mean I would always do it for myself throughout the years but I never thought about it as like a skill I guess and then I just kept hearing hypnotherapy come up again and again um it's like such a divine kind of thing because it was came up like four or five times within the same week and then I was just like I need to get certified in that and so I was already um, like doing coaching and um, what I realized is hypnotherapy is a really great prerequisite to coaching um, because uh, it allows you to get through a bunch of uh, you know the root issues to why you are having trouble like moving forward and then once we have that then the coaching is just more effective so that's how that kind of goes together. Amazing. I love that. And I, it is, it does feel like divine timing for you because I think we went through a similar coaching program and I never heard hypnotherapy. So it must be like the universe is like, this is your thing and you're good at this. So I love that. And what is your coaching like? Like, who are you coaching? Well, I like to coach people who are, um, you know, trying to move forward and the things that they, you know, are passionate about, things 
whether it be like a new business or um, yeah, a new venture and just helping them with the confidence to like move forward and giving them different challenges to, um, you know, get to the next step. So that's kind of my main focus is just like helping people. I think you're always like, you're like they say, I think that's a saying, you're always like your first client. Mm-hmm. So just really people who um, are like me and had uh, to work through a lot of limiting beliefs um, and just helping them in the ways that I helped myself. So, yeah. Amazing. And then how do you manage that with also being such a creative person? I mean, I think they go really well together, but you have all these other, like you're a poet and you're a singer and a songwriter and all of these things. How do you manage doing all of it? Um, Yeah, it can be a bit difficult. Uh, So I've, uh, I guess, in the last several months have mapped out more of a schedule for myself because sometimes I'll just do um, some poetry here. I'll make a song here and I'll do <laughs> some sessions here. And it's just like kind of, if you're doing a lot of things at one time, it's kind of like, it takes a long time to get done. So and have become a bit like more focused where um, the last few months I was just like, no, this music uh, needs to get done. And I just want to put this EP out um, earlier uh, this year. And then I, I guess kind of the end of last year into early earlier this year I was just focused on poetry like I want to get all these poems done so I can have the foundation for another book and so I'm just trying to be more focused where I'm just um like my sessions are like always available so it's just always that and then maybe one more thing (laughs) so I just try to make it a bit more focused and break down little things within my day to, to get to completion so Yeah. And do you schedule time for creativity or do you let that just, is that just something that happens because you are just a creative person? Um, Both, (laughs) both definitely. I I do like to schedule time. I kind of like to schedule everything. (laughs) Otherwise I might miss uh, something. Um, So yeah, both, but definitely it just comes up especially super late at night I'll just be like oh there's there's an idea there's a poem right there um so yeah but yeah both yeah I think I love that because I think that is a fear that people have is that if they schedule then it won't be you know that like natural creativity but I think that it's just two different things and like when you schedule it you know that you're gonna have the time to do it and I find that like you do have those like oh, I just happened to be thinking of this really creative thing and I can write that down now. Like they both still exist. It doesn't like take away from those moments at all. So I love that that's happening for you as well. Uh, My uncles were recently asking me that too because I was talking to two of my uncles who are also poets and they're just like, oh, where do you make the time? And it's just like, (laughs) I have to because I can be someone who gets like swept up in something else. I can just be super like business focused and then lose like that happened to me for a while where I just like kind of lost my music for like a year or two because I was just so swept up in trying to like start a business and so like I have to do it um because it also allows for you know self-reflection and making sure that I'm you know I'm checking in with myself and and when I was at that point where I just really had been away from my music for a while I felt like so bizarre. Like I felt like I just like, kind of lost a piece of myself. So yeah. it's like, I have to schedule it. Otherwise I can get swept up with other things. So. Yeah. I love that. How do you think that 
because you said you were so focused on building the business, how do you think it really enhanced your business when you allowed for that creativity back into your life? Like, do you feel like that shifted things for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, probably because uh, the first bits of music that I did when I got back into it was, um, it was such this reflection of all the work that I had been doing in coaching and in my business. And it was just so interesting how it showed up in my music. Like that was the headspace that I was in, um, like writing about mindset and acceptance. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So, and then I felt just like more myself again. So that was great. (laughs) Yeah. What has been the biggest shift for you in coaching, like for your personal work within coaching? I would say probably just that I'm just personally, I'm more comfortable with it because coaching was something that I fought for a long time <laughs> back, back to like limiting beliefs and stuff and being introverted. I had been, it was probably 10 years of me thinking that, you know, I could probably be a life coach before me actually getting certified <laughs> being a life coach um, because I was just fighting with it. Like, why, why would I do that? And, um, but I don't really talk to people that much or whatever. But I always had these instances like throughout my entire life where people would just come up to me and divulge all these things and ask my advice. And I'm just, and it was just so bizarre to me. And um, <laughs> because I was always super quiet, I, I dealt with such social anxiety. So it was just really bizarre that people would come up to me and just like, ask me for my advice. I'm like, I don't know where they got the idea that I would know anything. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, so that was just a theme throughout my life. And then at some point, I was just like, I could be a coach because I was always coaching my friends and just people around me on, on things. And it was always like, you know, that really helped me and blah, blah, blah. So um, just working through all like the earlier issues before getting to that point where it's like, I can do this. And I am already a good coach without even doing anything so yeah um, yeah so it's so kind of like the shift was you coming into the fact that like this is who I am yeah yeah totally I love it I love that that and hypnotherapy are both things that the universe was just like come here like this is for you <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so amazing so what's next for you like what are you working on right now um well I just released an EP a few weeks ago. And so that's done. That was like way more work than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like I really had no idea because I, I couldn't, um, with my first EP, I couldn't release it on streaming sites for like the licensing agreement. Cause I used uh, someone's beats and all that stuff. Um, and so I could really only have it on like YouTube and SoundCloud, but as far as putting it, everywhere like apple and spotify and all this stuff it was so much (laughs) it was so much and so um so that's done and now i will uh be shifting i guess to my poetry book because all the poems already written i just want to like structure it and um get all that together and so hopefully maybe early next year by the end of the year or something you can have another poetry book out Amazing. So you kind of shift between your various creative things and like go kind of project by project. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. And how does that work for you? Like, does that 
do you find yourself when you're in the middle of a project like oh I really want to write write some poetry but like I have to wait or anything like that like how is it focusing on one at a time um I mean like if if something comes up I'll just I'll do it and um (laughs) it's like something's always gonna come up I I have like a mastermind partner and we go over the things that we're gonna do in the next few weeks and I mean, half the time when we meet, it's like we maybe did one thing off our list because a million things come up all the time that, you know, or, you know, inspiration strikes and you just have to go with it. Um, but, but having that focus where I'm just focused on the one thing it does help, uh, I guess, rein me in a bit. So, yes, I will be focusing on the poetry, but there is still like I have an idea for a song, like I have to write it. Like, so yeah. that's probably going to get written this week or something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that. I, I want to know more about, you know, you set all of these things that you're going to do for the next two weeks and you get like one or two done, but you're still doing so many things. So kind of what's your mindset about goal setting and like getting things done? Like, I think this happens for a lot of creatives where we want to set a structure and we are really productive, but it's just not in the, always in the structure that we set. Like, what's yeah. that like for you? Um, yeah, goal setting. I mean, I have a, I have, um, like a list of, of goals that I'm working off of. And I just really try to break it down into the several steps. I mean, looking at the overall goal can get overwhelming. So it's just like, I just break it down and I just try <laughs> to get, like, I like to highlight one step or two, uh, for each week and just make sure that I'm, I'm working on it. Um, in some way uh like with the ep it's like release an ep like that's the overall goal right it's like okay um breaking it down i gotta sign up for song trust i gotta sign up for sound exchange i gotta do this i gotta work on that i gotta do my bio for this i gotta do like it's so many steps and so if i can get one or two done it's like it's okay like it'll get done that's the point is it'll get done because i'm doing something so yeah So you kind of keep yourself going by knowing that you're committed to the end result, no matter like the timeline or whatever happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Um, thing. I had no timeline, which was great because on my last EP, I had this super self-imposed deadline of like, I remember it was Christmas Eve and mm -hmm. like, nobody's doing this to me. Nobody even knows I'm working on anything, but (laughs) I was just like, it has to be done. (laughs) So I just, I was like, no, I'm not doing that this time. (laughs) What do you think was the difference in the experience of achieving that with having the really strict uh, timeline and then not having it? I mean, obviously, the second time you then have also like whatever you learned from the first one. So, you know, you have a little more experience. But what do you think was the difference in the experience for you? Um, well, there's just no pressure this time. And again, no one was pressuring me. It was just myself. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, why do we do these, these things to ourselves? But um, I think it was just like so much uh, pressure for me with the first one, because I hadn't written. And like I said, it was like a couple of years since I had actually worked on music. And so I was just like, I just want something that's complete and done. And um, so yeah, I just, all this pressure added on to myself. But yeah, I was just relaxed this time. I had more fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was the difference. (laughs) How long would you say it did take you from setting the goal to accomplishing it? Um, hmm. Maybe like eight months. Okay. Um, whereas the first time it was 
three months. And that was <laughs> from start to finish. Like I was uh, with the first one, I was, uh, I had newly written all of these songs and recorded. So from start, start to finish three months. And this one, like all these songs I had already, they were already written. Half of them were already recorded <laughs> when I started. Um, and it took me eight months, but I was, you know, again, doing more things and making sure that I had an enjoyable experience and just kind of just went with the flow. So. Yeah. So you also were doing other things and maybe the last time, like that was the only thing you were focused on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. I mean, you had more fun doing it and yeah, I think like in society faster, quicker, cheaper, like all of these things are quote unquote better. Mm-hmm. And we forget like enjoying the journey. I mean, the process is 90%, if not like 99% of the project. Cause then you, the EP is done. And I mean, you like promote it and sell it and like maybe do other things afterwards, but enjoying the process is really important because do you want to do another EP eventually? Or like, what are your thoughts now that you've done two? Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I was kind of thinking about that a little while ago and I was thinking maybe just, um, instead of working on a, overall project just maybe just doing singles or something so yeah that might be what I do yeah how do you feel when you're done with a a big project like that do you burn out or was it easier this time because you did kind of take your time what's it like for you after um (laughs) it was definitely easier I don't think I was burned out but um I was, I don't know, I was just relieved and happy, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm, I'm trying to learn how to take moments, like when I finish something to celebrate, um, because it's just not something that I was really taught to do, (laughs) like celebrating my accomplishments. Um, so the fact that I, I did have, you know, some people, like super happy for me and just like you have to celebrate and that was that was great because I think a lot of times we don't acknowledge ourselves and like all the work that we do so um yeah taking some time to like reflect and you know pat myself on the back (laughs) for all the work yeah yeah and what was that experience like how did you celebrate oh I mean I didn't really like go out (laughs) and do anything sure I think I um I think I maybe just like made myself a drink and sat with myself <laughs> and was just like, you're great. <laughs> that sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. I love it. What would you say are your best, pe- is your best piece of advice for someone who is multi-passionate, is a creative and also wants to have a business? What would be your best piece of advice if they're just starting out? Hmm. Uh, wow, that's advice. I like the term multi-passionate, by the way. Like, <laughs> that's perfect. Um, I would say, yeah, probably just, yeah, the goal setting and breaking down the goals, but also working on the why behind, you know, behind your goals. Why is it that you want to do something? What is the, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? What is the bigger picture? I feel like we can get um, 
so detached from the why behind things sometimes. So, um, yeah, fo focusing on the purpose behind whatever it is that you're doing, the intention uh, is probably a good first step. Um, yeah, and then from there, breaking things down into micro steps so that you're not overwhelmed because it can be overwhelming, especially as if you are multi-passionate and, and I, I guess also, especially like in the society, because we're always, I feel like uh, now it's more becoming more accepted, you know, people who do several things, but it has always been a struggle for me to like, how people are like, you have to zero in on one thing. It's like, I don't want to. I love these things all like equally. Right. And um, I shouldn't have to just pick one thing. I am more than one thing. Um, so, yeah, just, I guess, um, yeah, just uh, what is it that you want to do in each uh, space that you're, like, passionate about and, you know, go from there with uh, breaking down the goals and, managing and juggling all, all the things uh, yeah having a time uh, not a timeline but a uh, like a daily calendar of the things that you're doing is super helpful to getting things done in all of the areas so yeah yeah I love it I love that you said I don't want to just focus on one thing because I'm not just one thing that's genius I love that and how I mean having the steps broken down is great, but how do you kind of manage your mind around not getting overwhelmed with the bigger picture? I think a lot of people like still feel it looming and feel really overwhelmed even when they're just focusing on one thing. Like, how do you manage your mind around that? Um, well, I don't actually, I don't get overwhelmed that much with the bigger picture. I feel like when I am able to uh, focus on, um, like when I have the idea of what is my intention behind thing, what is my, my, uh, what is my bigger picture? What is it that I'm overall trying to accomplish? It inspires me. So I don't really, um, get overwhelmed with it. I get inspired to just, uh, keep going and work harder. Uh, it's like, I see it in the distance and it just allows me to keep pushing. Um, because before, uh, thinking about the bigger picture when I was just like I would get lost in doing these things and it's like why am I doing this again <laughs> yeah. so um yeah so having the the bigger picture in my mind is inspiring awesome and what are your thoughts on making money as a musician or as an artist a creative because you know society still tells us this starving artist story what are your thoughts about that hmm well it's certainly not easy <laughs> and I've really um have learned to just take the pressure off of having that be my income um yeah I mean I've definitely made money for my music but I it's not something that I've focused on um, being the main thing because it is so it is very difficult and it's it's just a, such a bizarre thing with uh, how important music is and how important art is but it's such little you know monetary value on it but um 
yeah and knowing that and I try not to put that pressure on because I have before and I was just like this doesn't really work right now so um yeah I I, I don't know it's difficult definitely uh doing live shows is definitely where you or at least for me is where you have gotten the most money um but obviously that's like not really happening now yeah and um so yeah I just try not to have especially because music is like my (laughs) my passion um it's really hard to put that pressure on your passion like that to have it be like your money maker so yeah and I mean it's so great because you are multi-passionate that you're able to just say I can do this for the passion and I have another thing that I fuel as like your income source is that kind of accurate yeah yeah awesome so it's I feel like those of us that are multi-passionate are kind of at an advantage because there's so many things that you can do and serve others and what is your why behind everything that you do like why do you have hypnotherapy and coaching and poetry and music and all of these things um well because i i guess my my bigger picture is showing that is showing my authenticity and i just um I want everybody to be able to to be free enough to live in that space where they can be all the things that they are. So like my real big picture is like having a space, like a real space where people can come and, and, and do all the things that like all the different things <laughs> and learn how to do all the different things um, is, is my bigger picture. But yeah, like authenticity is important and and it's been important for a very long time. I feel like I've come into contact with a lot of people where um, they've really uh, in conversations taken to me because they're just like, oh, you're just so real and I don't get this with other people. Like I've really had people like fall in love with me off of conversations and and to me it's just like a regular conversation (laughs) and for them it was like so much bigger because they don't have these conversations and it's like I'm just being authentic and so I feel like a lot of people um struggle with just being authentic because of our society and so if I can have a space where I'm showing that you can do all these things and you can share your emotions this way and you can work through um, things and work through the the thoughts that are keeping you from just being yourself. Um, uh, yeah, if I can create that space and help people <laughs> see that it's it's okay and it's possible, and if you do this, you'll learn more about yourself. If you do this, you'll learn more about yourself, and you'll learn how to uh, be transparent. Um, yeah, I guess like that's the the why behind it because um (laughs) i would i would like to have a conversation with somebody and have it be like um a great conversation but have it be like uh also normal (laughs) for them not like they've never had this this conversation they've never had someone be real with them Uh, i don't think that should be something that's that's uh 
that's a uh, you know rare <laughs> yeah totally I've definitely had those experiences where you know it is a compliment for someone to say that to you but you're like this should just be normal why is mm-hmm. this like like I love that you're appreciating it but why is this extraordinary yeah. and I I love that that's kind of what your what your goal is for that to just be the normal of us all being authentic and especially as someone who you say you you're very introverted you've dealt with a lot of social anxiety and all of these things and that doesn't come across at all when I'm talking to you I mean you're very confident and calm and you are very authentic so I love that I mean what would you say is the biggest piece to that shift for you Hmm. the shift from like social anxiety to confidence um the biggest piece uh I mean definitely like my self-hypnosis for sure um but also also different like challenges that (laughs) I would say like my aunt would have me do see she was coaching me before I was (laughs) doing anything because (laughs) she was uh, when I was younger she was just like you need to look people in the eyes uh you need to speak up like people can't be asking you to repeat yourself over and over again so (laughs) like every time that you look someone in the eyes every time that you speak loud and clearly every time that you do this that and third she's like I'm gonna give you twenty (laughs) dollars so um yeah I I love it right So that was um, definitely great for me too, because I like, I like being given challenges. Um, that's uh, something that helps me um, improve when somebody gives me a challenge uh, personally, that is something that I like. And I know I've worked with people um, where they've asked, are you going to give me challenges to do? Cause I like that. And like, so yeah, that's uh, something that's effective for me. And I know that's effective for other people. I love it. And also, I because I, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about hypnotherapy. What do you have to say to people who have never been involved with hypnosis before, anything like that? Like, can you give us just like a little bit of a primer to what it's like? Yeah. So, um, hypnotherapy is really used to uh, bypass your conscious mind that is always overthinking everything, and you know, going to your subconscious where it really probably I think like 90 or maybe more than 90 percent of your actions are based off of your subconscious mind so that's like the space that we want to be talking to so in that you know there's different um, trances uh, that we can do where uh, we can work through a lot of uh, root issues to why does somebody behave a certain way why is uh, that somebody has a certain habit or whatever. Um, and it's not anything like, you know, those stage shows, <laughs> like people are always like, are you going to make me do something? I'm like, no, like, that's not what this is at all. It's not mind control. You're not asleep. You're totally awake. And if anything, you're more aware and awake than you've ever been in your life. And um, I've had such like amazing revelations off of like, doing self-hypnosis and um and I love seeing the revelations that people have like in front of me (laughs) while I'm just leading them through something and it's just um it it just is a huge uh opportunity to grow and um 
and move past a lot of hurts that you may have and a lot of beliefs that are most of the time not your own beliefs that you just carry. Um, so like that's all the stuff that I had to work through with, you know, being told, you know, different things about like, oh, what, what you want to do isn't realistic. <laughs> so that was always a thing like, oh, but I can't do this because it's not realistic. And I'm like, that's not my thought. Like I've always wanted to do this, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, all these things that I've had to work through, um, I was able to do it with hypnosis and I was able to be aware of who I am, not any, what um, other people were saying that I am or, or not being aware of their thoughts. I was aware of my own thoughts. So um, that's why I think hypnotherapy is like amazing. And it's something that doesn't take a lot um, to have like this huge breakthrough. People have breakthroughs in the first session. There's been several people that have only seen one time because they got what they needed. Um, and some people, you know, you may have like five or six sessions and like, but that's it, which is like so minimal in um, comparison to like traditional therapy and stuff. So that's why I love it because it's, it's just, um, it's fast, it's effective. And it's like really um, like a mind blowing experience. So, yeah. That's so awesome. And what's the difference between the self hypnosis and like coming to you for hypnotherapy? Um, well, uh, self hypnosis <laughs> is, I mean, you could just be making yourself tapes and, and as long as you're specific about what it is that you're trying to accomplish, um, your tapes are going to be fine. Um, if you go into a, a hypnotherapist, obviously someone else is leading you and they're, they're taking you, you know, through something in your mind that, um, you know, they have, they have experience in where to go. Like if something comes up through a, through a, a session while you're in the middle of a trance, they can take you a certain way or they can take you another way. Um, so it's interactive. That's the difference. It's yeah, it's interactive. Um, I do hypnosis, uh, audios as well on my website that you can just get and it's super focused. I think if you're just making a hypnosis audio for yourself, just make sure it's specific because, you know, the, the breakthroughs and the transformation are going to be in like that you were specific about things. Um, so yeah, I'd say, yeah, the difference is just that it's interactive and, and the person on the other hand is going to be able to know where to take you. I mean, I started doing hypnosis audio, audio audios when I was like 12 or 13. And, um, and I would say like, <laughs> they were good and they were effective for what I needed them for. And now when I do them, they're better. So, I, cause I know more now, so I can, <laughs> they're, they're right. more effective. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it almost just sounds like, you know, kind of doing a self-guided tour in a new city versus having like a tour guide where yeah. you still might see some of the same sites, but you won't know this extra little alley to go down that might have something cool or right. something that you didn't know about before. Yep. Perfect. Amazing. Okay. I have one final question for you. What are you most proud of yourself for? Hmm. Wow. I am, I guess I'm most proud of the fact that I have really been able to do 
like everything that I've wanted to do. Yeah. Um, that I've probably that I've been able to come out of my shell so that I was able to make things happen for myself. I was able to, um, sh I guess, also share my art because it was one thing creating whatever it was I was creating is another thing showing these things to people, um, performing and whatever. Um, so yeah, I probably, yeah, that I've been able to share of myself and like the art that I do. Um, Cause that would always cause so much anxiety, like creating was fine, but then showing it to people, no. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the fact that I have like the confidence to do that now, um, that I've been able to allow myself to live outside of my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. is, uh, I'm probably most proud of, I, you know, once in a while like to, sit with <laughs> younger Tiffany and um, I think she would be like amazed and super proud and like wow so yeah I think I felt like a prisoner for a long time like uh, of um, prisoner of my mind prisoner of like just feeling like I just couldn't do things that I really was capable of and and now I'm able to just like show that freely. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You're choosing the life that you want to live and fully living that. And also so that other people can do that, which is so amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? We'll drop all of it in the show notes as well, but let them know where they can pay you and have your services and all of these things. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you can find me at mellowvibes.com and it's vibes with the Y. So M E L L O W B Y B E S.com. Um, you'll find, you know, the session information, you'll find music information, all my written works, um, uh, the travel part of my site. Cause there is a travel part too. Uh, yeah. So you can find me there. I mean, I have my links to everything on the website too, but it's like Instagram.com slash mellow underscore vibes. Um, same on Twitter. Um, yeah. Facebook, Facebook.com Facebook slash mellow vibes. They didn't let me do my underscore. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's where you can find me. That's where you can find all of my stuff is there. <laughs> and uh, awesome. YouTube as well. YouTube, mellow vibes, YouTube. Cool. You're just everywhere. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you again for having me. I so appreciate being here. And um, yeah, I, I love I love what you're doing. Well, thank you. If you liked this podcast, you'll love working with me. Your art, your music could change the world. So what are you waiting for? The link to chat with me is in the show notes. So head there and let's get going. All right. I'll see you next week on the Messy Magic Podcast. Bye.